0: Hi everyone, welcome to Oscar Wilde After Dark, a bonus series where we discuss the wilder side of Oscar nominees and winners. I'm Nick Rokraut.
1: And I'm Sophia Simonello.
0: And today is all about the holiday. This is really a movie that embraces the spirit of Christmas and the holidays and getting together with family and all of the romantics behind it. So we'll dive very deep into this movie, all of the actors, what we love about it but i would definitely say this is a movie i rewatch every year and it just keeps getting better and better
1: yeah this is a movie i look forward to every single year i went to one of those like brunch screenings at the alamo draft house mm-hmm. for this a couple That's weeks cool. ago and it was just so fun the crowd was like exclusively women over the age of 50 and then like some <laughs> sorority girl types it was very very fun <laughs> Just to hear the reactions. But yeah, you know, it's time to be leading ladies of our show, not best friends. It's time to look for corny in our lives. All of the great lines that are in this movie. But yeah, amazing cast. I love Nancy Myers. And we don't really get the opportunity to talk about Nancy Myers on the show because mm-hmm. her movies aren't embraced by the academy, but they're embraced by us.
0: <laughs> she is an Oscar nominee for quite Mm -hmm. an older film that she did I haven't seen that one but with your screening were people quoting it and kind of screaming or cheering at the screen at times
1: it was a rowdy screening for sure which is fun because it was I would say a lot of times when Jude Law would appear Mm -hmm. we would get a lot of like oh my god like, whispers and people getting really excited. I mean, people were cracking up at everything, too, and just a lot of Kate Winslet's line delivery, everything with Jack Mm -hmm. Black, which is very much (laughs) secondhand embarrassment for me, but I still love those scenes anyway. But, yeah, it was was fun. I think you could sort of tell with a movie like this, you know, going to see it in the theater, Mm -hmm. that people had all seen it before. Yeah, it was great. It was just a really, really fun thing to do.
0: So I guess let's get right into it. Description here, if you haven't seen it yet. Two women troubled with guy problems swap homes in each other's countries where they each meet a local guy and fall in love. directed by Nancy Myers, It stars Kate Winslet, Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, Jack Black, and more. Fun precursor awards for this film. No BAFTAs, no Critics' Choice, but we do have the Teen Choice Award for Chick Flick. It did win.
1: (laughs) Incredible.
0: <laughs> I think it was also nominated for best kiss between Jude and Cam. So, they didn't win, but
1: not Jack Black and Kate Winslet. I,
0: do they kiss in the movie?
1: There's just an awkward scene when he kisses her cheek and then <laughs> says something weird and then kisses her cheek again.
0: <laughs> uh, I
1: love Jack Black in this movie. I like can't contain my okay, excitement. Yeah, that's to one thing him. I
0: want to ask you about. <laughs> And another award was the International Film Music Critics Award for Best Original Score for a Comedy Film, and this is Hans Zimmer, kind of one of the sleeper hits that he chooses to do, and I love the score.
1: Oh my god, yeah, this is actually my favorite Hans Zimmer score, I'm not even kidding at all, I know he's done so many (laughs) incredible scores, and if you think of, for example, Inception, The Dark Knight, Interstellar, Dunkirk, a lot of those Nolan movies. He won for Dune and The Lion King. I mean, he has so many. Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. He has so many good scores, so many iconic scores. But I absolutely love this score. I have a holiday playlist that I'll you know revisit every year. And a lot of the tracks from his score, they're on that playlist. Because I just think it's so beautiful and it captures... The spirit of Christmas Mm -hmm. so beautifully. I love it.
0: I also love how the movie itself is playing on being a composer. And that's who Jack Black's character is, Miles. So we get what he is composing. And there's this cute scene where he writes scores for different characters. And he writes one for Iris, Mm -hmm. too. But also, like, later on, there's a scene in a blockbuster where he is singing scores from Best Picture nominees,
1: do we want to talk about that scene now?
0: We can do, we can do that.
1: <laughs> so, that scene, I would say, is peak secondhand embarrassment for me yes. and also peak Jack Black. He is just, you know, carrying his two little frozen hot chocolates from Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf, just walking into this blockbuster. And with each movie that he picks up, like driving Miss Daisy. Mm-hmm. I think Gone with the Wind is the most extreme. <laughs> yeah. Which I love the Gone with the Wind score, but when he does that, it's it's so fun because it feels very organic and natural to the character, mm-hmm. but you can also just see Kate Winslet, her character Iris is so used to being with these guys who are just like plain and boring and who treat her terribly and it's just nice I think to see her with someone who kind of catches her off guard a little bit mm-hmm. and I don't know I I really like it it's it's a scene though that took me a while to appreciate I will say that sometimes when I would watch this movie like a long time ago I would fast forward or skip the scene because it was too much
0: it is really hard to watch this I totally agree
1: yeah <laughs> it's it's tough
0: But Myers also has a way with, you know, having this really emotional, fun moment for these characters. And then Miles sees later his ex outside with another man. And so it turns very sad very quickly. And the way she frames the camera on Iris just totally flips the scene so quickly emotionally that I think that's the power of this movie is really grabbing us in with our emotions and attaching us to these characters.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So... We are getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but I just had to, you know, touch on that scene while we were there. It's a good scene to start on. (laughs) Yeah, truly. So on these episodes, we always talk about Oscar connections. So people in the movie or who worked on the movie who have been nominated for Oscars before or who have won. I think the biggest star of this movie with the Academy is certainly Kate Winslet, who we love. And we did an episode on her earlier this year and her win for the reader. So she won best actress for the reader and she's been nominated six other times, all in the best actress and best supporting actress categories. And she's also a two time Emmy winner, a three time BAFTA winner, a four time SAG winner and a five time golden globe winner, which I think is just, I mean,
0: it's insane.
1: People love her. Mm -hmm. And for good reason, she's just one of those actresses I think who is timeless She's one of those people, and I know I joke about this often with period films, you can really tell when someone looks like they're from present day mm-hmm. and they're really stretching themselves to look like they're from a different era. Kate Winslet is not one of those people. I think she has that like timeless, elegant beauty to her. She's really smart. She can pull off so many different types of roles and mm-hmm. can really like strip down as an actress too. Like Mayor of Easttown, that was such a stretch for her and I think is... Still, like maybe her best performance, so I think she's she's so good here as Iris because I completely understand who this woman is and exactly mm-hmm. like what she's going through with this heartbreak at the beginning, and I love how Nancy Myers starts the film with her narrating you know all about love and unrequited love and setting us up for the adventure that she's about to go on and really, I think what she needs. So yeah, I love her in this.
0: Yeah, Kate is such a versatile actress. She's British, obviously. So she's done a lot of those period pieces before too. Mm -hmm. Sense and Sensibility, we've talked about on the main show a tiny bit. So I think seeing her in something modern like this, something where she was really scared about the comedy, she really looked toward Myers for help in a lot of these scenes. And I think it totally works. And you really do, from the beginning, know who she is. She's so good in these close-ups where she tears up at this holiday party, finally seeing Jasper, getting engaged. And you just understand so well. And I think you can bring personal experience, memories into this too, of wanting somebody so badly, but it just isn't meant to be, and you can't see that. So you immediately feel for her as well. It's just so smart how... They introduce these characters and how quickly we get to know them and feel for them.
1: And the fact that she's a journalist who covers engagements and weddings is just so <laughs> brutal. <laughs> Such a good detail for that character because she really does have to immerse herself in the world of love. Mm-hmm. And it's something that she she can't find. So that's another really smart detail that I think Myers sort of takes from like the screwball comedy genre, I feel like that would have played really well in the 30s or even early into the 40s.
0: Totally. So Kate Winslet is our only Oscar-winning actor in the film, but Hans Zimmer, the composer, won two Oscars for Dune and the Lion King. And then Joe Hutching was the editor. He won two Oscars as well for Born on the Fourth of July and JFK. So there is a lot of above and below the line talent that is recognized by the Academy. And we have a few other nominees to go through as well.
1: Of course, we have Cameron Diaz, who sadly hasn't been nominated for an Oscar, but she was nominated for a BAFTA for Supporting Actress for Being John Malkovich. She won, this is an insane win, Mm -hmm. the New York Film Critics Circle Best (laughs) Actress Award for There's Something About Mary.
0: Wild. I am
1: obsessed with that. That's so great. (laughs) And she also has four Golden Globe nominations. So maybe Cameron Diaz will, you know, come back. She's been in retirement for a bit and will win an Oscar or be nominated for one. I think she's so fabulous as Amanda, this like very type A woman who, you know, lives in LA. She's addicted to her work. She can't really find time for herself. She can't cry. And she's really good at making this character likable. Because I think that a lot of times, you know, in a movie that maybe wasn't made by Nancy Myers or that didn't have an actress like this, we would find the Amanda character completely unsympathetic. But here, I feel like I really do find myself rooting for her and in just understanding why, you know, she hasn't really found that other type of happiness yet. You know, she has had this really successful career I love that she cuts trailers. I feel like Mm -hmm. that's such a good addition, too. Like, she's in the movie business. Also, John Krasinski and Katherine Hahn working for her. I somehow always forget that (laughs) when this movie starts. I love it. Yeah, it's so good.
0: And yeah, with Cameron, she is, I think, the hardest character to sympathize with or at least see in this world. Because she is, like, somehow cutting trailers, I I didn't know they made this much money like she is she has millions obviously like this house is stunning she lives such a wonderful life not a cheap life so i think right there it's like okay how are we gonna connect with her i think myers also breaks down those barriers so quickly we see her just have fun let go it's also funny that even after making charlie's angel's she said this was the most physical role she had ever done.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And there is like a lot of running, <laughs> jumping, dancing. When she's trekking
1: in those heels <laughs> yeah. down the the road when the car won't take her to by Rose Hill Cottage. Yeah.
0: But in the end, I think, you know, like everybody in this film, you end up feeling for her when she cries in the end. It's like, oh, she's having her moment. You love to see it.
1: We also have Jude Law he's a two-time oscar nominee he was nominated for supporting actor for talented mr ripley which i love that nomination Mm -hmm. and for actor for cold mountain he ended up winning the bafta for the talented mr ripley but i feel like here he is literally the perfect man he might be the most perfect man in any nancy myers film well, maybe Keanu and something's got to give, but I feel like Jude Law for me here, he's almost like the type of man I would have made up in my head when I was like 16. Maybe that has to do with this movie, but he's British. He's so good looking. He's so good with his daughters, making that like incredible tent for them. <laughs> his house is amazing. He loves to read. The way he, the way he puts his glasses on, Mr. Napkin all mm-hmm. of
0: it. He's another Brian Bedford for me who is just an unattainable man. Like, this is not real. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) This man does not exist.
0: (laughs) It really came to me when Cameron comes in, meets the daughters, find out that he's a widower and has two daughters. It kind of makes him mysterious in a way, but obviously he meant it for the best, like not to scare Mm -hmm. Amanda off. But yeah, he's just too good. Too good looking too nice, too caring, Mm -hmm. like he takes her home when she's blackout drunk and, you know, is there in the morning with coffee to comfort her. It's, it's yeah, it's great. It's just not. It's for the movies, though.
1: (laughs) It is. Yes, (laughs) completely for the movies.
0: And then next we have Jack Black. No big wins, but he was nominated for two Golden Globes. Both were for actor in a comedy or musical. First for School of Rock. I do love that nomination. And then for Bernie, which I haven't seen. But School of Rock is definitely a classic. Also by a really well-known writer-director, Richard Linklater.
1: I would have given Jack Black an Oscar nomination Mm -hmm. for School of Rock. I think he deserves one. I love that movie.
0: It really does have so much charm. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's a really fun one to revisit like this.
1: Okay, next we have Eli Wallach, who is my favorite character in the movie. Arthur Abbott. I need you to think about a more ideal situation for me at Christmas than going to L.A. and befriending an old <laughs> an old man who needs my help and who tells me stories about Cary Grant and gives me movie recommendations. Mm-hmm.
0: The guy, nonetheless, who added the kid to Casablanca. Just stumbling across him, only for Kate Winslet. But yeah, this is like the sweetest part of the film for me.
1: Yeah, I love him so much. You know, giving Iris her self-confidence back, and also the way that she helps him find his confidence again. I love it, and mm-hmm. I just love how he talks about old Hollywood with her. But yeah, he has an honorary Oscar, and he also has won an Emmy and a BAFTA and was nominated for a Grammy, so he had quite a successful career, and he passed away at 98 years old, so he had a very, very good long life.
0: Yeah, I love when they go into his house, and it seems like clutter, but a lot of memories of Hollywood, too. And then you see the Oscar on the windowsill.
1: Yeah. And you see all the other awards, too, and she doesn't really react to them as much mm-hmm. as when she they finally make a point to show the Oscar and yeah. remind everyone that that's the big one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Of the four leads in the movie, only Jude Law doesn't have a star on the Walk of Fame. Like, even Jack Black has one.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I wonder if it's all of his personal life scandals with the nanny. Do you remember that with Sienna Miller and the nanny?
0: No, but it kind of sounds familiar. I feel like you've mentioned it before.
1: This for some reason really just, it took over in my mind when this happened. Mm -hmm. This would have been, it was like all over the tabloids and everything back in the time. Yeah. Okay. This happened in 2005. So Jude Law, this was when he was incredibly popular. This movie came out in 2006. Mm -hmm. So, this was right around the time of this scandal and when Jude Law really was like at the height of his powers, which is so, so wild. But Jude Law was engaged to Sienna Miller and he was having an affair with the nanny of his kids.
0: Oh, wow. And it was just this like, this big
1: deal. Yeah. Where it was just, and because the Brits, they're even worse with tabloids than Mm -hmm. we are i feel like in the states yeah it was a big deal i remember seeing it all over entertainment weekly and we would watch entertainment tonight and access hollywood and it was it was just like the scandal of the moment and they broke off their engagement so it was it was really bad jude law is sort of a cad he's not the best (laughs) best guy so it's sort of funny that he's in a role like this as this perfect man in the middle of a scandal
0: (laughs) see it really isn't true
1: (laughs) no it's quite the opposite
0: but I feel like just thinking about the stars like how Jack Black I feel like is newer to the scene and Jude Law also has tons of hits like he was in Hugo he did Contagion he's been in Mm -hmm. you know Grand Budapest Hotel so I feel like he's had longer legacy too like he's still around maybe not as popular but I feel like he's more of a household name than Jack Black is at least worldwide maybe too
1: I think it's a little it's different because I think like yes people know Jude Law who like follow higher brow things but like Jack Black has done so much voice acting throughout Mm -hmm. his career he's had all of these animated movies like Kung Fu Panda. And he's been in like Jumanji. He has a band, Tenacious D. A lot of his credits to sort of stretch across different Mm -hmm. types of media, like music, TV, comedy, film. So I feel like I think he just maybe has a wider reach, whereas Jude Law is strictly a film actor.
0: I don't know if I would call Fantastic Beasts highbrow, but you know... (laughs)
1: Well, yeah, no, <laughs> you're right. <I'm> teasing.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, Jude Law's career really has taken a dip.
0: Replacing Johnny Depp. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, quite a role.
1: Another fun fact is that next year, Kate Winslet and Jude Law will be co-stars again.
0: <laughs> Returning.
1: In a movie called Lee, which not to jump the gun and already predict next year's Oscars but I think that Kate Winslet could be coming for another Best Actress Oscar next year.
0: I love that.
1: Yeah, so it's a movie she's producing as well, hmm. and it's based on a book, The Lives of Lee Miller. It says, Lee Miller goes from her career as a glamour model to enlisting as a photographer to chronicle the events of World War II. Okay. Marion Cotillard, Alexander Skarsgård, Naomi Morlot. Oh, is he Where's replaced? Where's Jude?
0: I, I don't see him.
1: Never mind. Forget what I said. <laughs> alexander skarsgard replaced jude law
0: oh wow well kate can still come for her next oscar that's fine
1: yes (laughs) maybe jude law has been market corrected by alexander skarsgard
0: (laughs) this is a crazy cast that'll be great
1: yeah no i'm really really excited and then also nancy myers so she has one oscar nomination for original screenplay for private benjamin which you said you haven't seen i think you should definitely see it goldie Hawn is really good in it it's fun do you have a favorite Nancy Myers movie?
0: I think it has to be this. Also, The Parent Trap, that was iconic growing up as a kid. Watched that all the time. I kind of hate it's complicated, and you know how I feel about Something's Gotta Give.
1: Ugh, this hurts me. More so I Jack Nicholson. Something's Gotta Give. Diane
0: Keaton is <laughs> incredible. She, obviously in anything, but she really does make these like charismatic films and big characters. So it would be fun to get another one from her soon,
1: yeah no i I love Nancy Myers. I think she's known also for her interiors in her films, so the kitchens obviously are big, but she just I think she's just really good at telling women's stories, and they're just fun movies always. It's just like easy to slip into these worlds, and yeah, for me, I mean, I love the holiday, I love the parent trap that was. A very influential movie for me growing up. A movie that got me into movies, for Mm -hmm. sure. But I think Something's Gotta Give is my favorite.
0: Oh, wow. Hmm.
1: I also wear turtlenecks at all times, (laughs) no matter (laughs) the season. So I really relate to Diane Keaton in this movie. And I just, if she's in anything, I, Mm -hmm. I really love it. But I like Jack Nicholson a lot more than you do. But Keanu in this movie, 10 out of 10.
0: I think I will have to say The Holiday. Because it's definitely the one that I've seen the most out of her films, too. Mm -hmm. And the other Oscar nominee from the film is Dean Cundey, who is the cinematographer. He was nominated for Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is a fun nom.
1: That was a clip from our Oscar Wilde After Dark bonus series on our Patreon. If you like what you heard and want to hear the rest of the episode and the other bonus episodes we have released so far you can go to patreon.com slash wild where you can subscribe for a small fee and get bonus episodes early access to our regular season episodes each month
0: also you can respond to polls into upcoming episodes and topics and next time on after dark we'll be finishing our Benefer series talking about some of their more recent releases. So far, we've talked about Selena, Goodwill Hunting, even Geely and Jersey Girl. So it's been a wild series, and we'll be doing some more series in the new year.
1: Yeah, and a little bit about Oscar Wilde After Dark, too. We cover movies from Oscar nominees and winners that would never in a million years receive Oscar nominations on their own or that are just a little bit different so this gives us a chance to cover you know fun other movies like ma and the shining we have episodes on those too so yeah (laughs) definitely head over to the patreon and check them out
0: thanks everyone